Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I have an awesome series coming up for the next three weeks. This is a Halloween special, and it's not in any way to be fake, like, oh, Halloween, let's tell these ghost stories, because these are real-life ghost stories. But I wanted to do it during a time where people get a little more attention with these stories, because we all deserve it, and we all have experiences. I know I do. And uh, with that said, uh, the purpose for these series of real life ghost stories is to motivate people to talk about their experiences because a lot of people, I mean, there tends to be some bad stigma with ghost stories. Some people believe it. Some people don't believe it. Some people think they're made up. But who are we to judge? Because I can tell you with my own experiences, however, I'm not going to be the one being hosted, (laughs) being being a hostie today. But these things happen. And just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And there's a lot that we can learn from these spiritual, ghostly, other dimensional experiences that are out there. And I think it's really important to pay attention to these things because there could be lessons learned. There could be motivation that happens with these experiences. And we could help people with these experiences. So overall, thank you very much. Amy, Telebizade. Muchas gracias. Wait, why did I say it in Spanish? I don't know. This is the English one. But welcome to my show and thank you so much. You can also find her at A Rose Tale on Instagram. Amy, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for being open to tell your real life ghost story. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah. This is exciting. Um, <laughs> geez, well, how do we begin? I mean, what where would you like to start? Well, you know. I kind of just want to begin with like, what are ghosts or, you know, what, what's the interpretation of what we think ghosts are, or even like the idea of um, tying this into spirituality. And I, I was just like, what, what is the Wikipedia definition for ghosts? So I just oh, man, what a good idea. I don't think I've ever looked it up. What is it? I'm like, what, what does Wikipedia have to say about it? So yeah. in, in folklore, it starts off with that, it starts off that's okay. it's folklore. A ghost is a soul or a spirit of a dead person or animal that can appear to the living. In ghost lore, descriptions of ghosts vary widely from invisible presence to translucent or barely visible wispy shapes to realistic lifelike forms. <laughs> I can agree so far, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's this idea, um, you know, and as I was going through this, this journey of kind of understanding and defining my own journey with, I guess, these supernatural entities or these supernatural forces, what does, what does this mean to me? And so, you know, I've had various experiences, but um, one in particular, which is rooted from my childhood, it, it just started off as, you, you've heard of sleep paralysis? Yes, I've experienced a sleep paralysis. It's scary. Sleep paralysis is something very common for me. And especially when I was a kid, it was something that I constantly had to work with and understand. And it is, it's kind of this frightening, I'm stuck in this 
whether you want to say it's a dream. For me, it was always like, I'm just stuck in my bed. I can see the room. I can see where I'm at, but I just can't get out of my bed. And over time, I've had to learn to just like breathe, 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 and just focus on your breath in order to get out of it. And it's unbelievably hard to move and get out of it and out of your bed. Even sitting up in your bed takes a second. Get coming to it takes a second. Walking, even though you're already awake, takes a second. And that's my experience of sleep paralysis. I can even be taking a nap. And let's say someone's in the room next to me, I could hear the TV, I can hear the dogs barking. It's very much, oh, I'll turn that off. It's very much a, um, an experience that it feels like I'm awake and I have to really focus everything I can to just wake up fully. Um, yeah, so sleep paralysis is something that I've experienced since I was a kid. And around, I, I don't remember the timing, maybe in August of 2018, I was, I even remember right before I went to bed, I was like, you know, what? I haven't had a moment of sleep paralysis in a while. Like I just had this kind of like, hmm, this, this thing I haven't had it in a second. And then sure enough, it was one night in say, August. When you say it's been a while, what do you, do you mean like years, months or weeks? What do you mean by that? I think it had been over a year since I've experienced okay. like sleep paralysis. And now, you know, now I'm like an adult. And so it so just kind of came. You just thought about it? Yeah. And that night it just, it came like a thought like, huh, I haven't had this in a, in a, you know, in a while. So I go to bed and I wake up and it's somewhat early in the morning, but I wake up and I'm like, oh, here it is. I'm stuck in my bed and I can't get out. And I have to just focus on my breath, focus on this moment to just slowly push myself to get out of the bed. And at the time in my room, I had my bed and right in front of me was this large mirror. So I'm doing the usual, focusing, getting up, getting out. I even sit up in my bed. And when I look in the mirror in front of me, Right above me is a man on the ceiling. Wow. And I stared at him for a second, looked at him, looked at him. He was wearing like a, like a red, I don't know if it was like, it looked like red underwear, but it was shiny. And he looked really compacted. Like he didn't look like a full-sized human man. It was just a really compacted, his skin was a little bit tan. His eyes were so big and I will never forget like how big his eyes were as they were staring down at me. His hair was black and he was just up on the ceiling. That image as an, yeah. And, and there's this, this idea of like, were you asleep? Were you awake? I was still coming out of that dream like world, but I was definitely sitting up in my bed. So I see him in the mirror. I instantly am like, okay, don't acknowledge it. Keep breathing. And in that moment, I just keep breathing, keep breathing, get up, get up, get out of the bed, get out of the bed. Okay. Turn the light on. Okay. Get your sage, sage the entire room. And I just couldn't go back to sleep after that. 
And it scared me that. I have a question. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just, I don't want to forget to ask when you had the sleep paralysis experiences before, did you ever look up or did you ever see this man before? This was the first time that you experienced seeing this man. Okay. So you see this guy, you finally wake up and you sage everything. What is going through your head? My heart was racing. Like I was really like, did I, did, did I see something? Should I, I don't want to acknowledge it. And I, even when I was saging the room, I looked at the ground. I was so scared to just look up again. Mm -hmm. I was scared that I would see him there. He would be there. I don't know what he would do. And, and then for, in that moment, I was like, okay, I, I actually had such horrible anxiety the, the days after that moment. Um, I didn't go back to my, to my, my place after, um, for almost a month. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I was really terrified and I didn't talk about it. That was my thing. And, and the anxiety was starting to really just get at me. And um, why didn't you talk about it? Were you afraid that people weren't going to believe you? Were you afraid that if you talked about it, you would bring it back or a little bit of both or what? You know, there's this idea of like, if you really believe in something and you feed into something, it, it can become reality. So there was this, I don't want to acknowledge it. I don't want to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And am I schizophrenic also? Like something about that was like, am I having some kind of mental disorder that I don't want to even uncover at this time? And so all this was running through my mind. And the more and more I suppressed it, it was just getting worse and Finally, um, I just, I was having a panic attack. Um, I was in my car and I was like, Amy, you need to, you need to see someone and you need to talk to a psychologist about this because it's now just, you, you can't seem to make peace with it. And so I got a psychologist and I was very, really, really lucky to get a psychologist that was so open to me talking about what ghosts are and what's what what these spiritual presences are and do people see them are they schizophrenic what is it what's the difference and he was just such a kind person he's like you know amy i've this is what i do you know i i talk to a lot of people and some people do have maybe some type of mental disorder and they're not able to differentiate between what they're seeing and how and, and what it means but yours is clearly you saw a presence of some sort and you know there are there are a lot of people that see these type of things and and then I was like okay that makes it so much better and he's like and plus like how old is your home like the, the place that I was staying at was over 100 years old whoa talk yeah. about a mixture of energies <laughs> living there whoa yeah so I I was like yeah it is an old home it is an old presence that's already been there so for me I was like okay that that helps you know like I don't feel like I'm this crazy person that you know it's this isn't something I see all the time I just happen to see it in that moment and right now I'm just trying to find a way to make peace with it um eventually I reach out to my sister and I tell her the the incident and then she right away tells my mom she's like you got to talk to mom and just to kind of give you an under, um, a background, like my mom, my mom's Central American, she's from El Salvador. So a lot of this is part of the culture, like growing up and having folklore and understanding the spirit. Yeah, um, very much so. 
very much so. And so, you know, when I reached out to her, I was like, mom, I saw this person. And she was right away like, what did he, what does he look like? What did he do? And I'm like, well, he was, he was a bit smaller. He was somewhat just, he was only wearing this red, shiny, like sarong type thing. And his eyes were really big. And he was on the ceiling, like just staring down at me. And she was like, oh, that sounds like a duende. And I'm like, what's a duende? Yeah, what is a duende? I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, there's a term for this. Whoa. <laughs> so, As in D-U-E-N-D-E, duende? Or D-U-E-N-D-E, yes. Okay, so yeah, what, what is a duende? So duende, uh, this is also on Wikipedia. It's in several different folklores of different um I found it in the Philippines and different Latin American cultures. Um, but I just picked a little blurb from it. Um, and Hispanic folklore, again, it's this idea of folklore. Um, duendes are known as gnome-like creatures who live inside the walls of homes, especially in bedroom walls of young children. Wow. <laughs> and they attempt, and so within this context, they're using a duende as an idea to like almost scare children into doing things. And in this case, they attempt to clip the toenails of unkept children. So it's this idea like you better clip your toenails or the duende might come for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, similar to like La Llorona or the right, right. you know, like all those different things. Yeah. And so, you know, I find this, I'm like, oh, this is actually rooted in, you know, something. And when I asked my mom what her interpretation was, mm -hmm. it was much darker. And I was like, this is not helping me. But she told me that. It has and, nothing to do with clipping toenails. <laughs> no. Oh, man. So what did your mom have to say? She said, like, you know, back in my, back in my village that, you know, if there was a duende in the house, they were often, they often fell in love with a young child. And sometimes they would be with the child from since it was born until the time of its passing. And so this, this idea that this duende would follow the child throughout its life because it loved the child so much. Um, and almost sometimes to the point where it wouldn't allow the child to fall in love with other people in this lifetime that it would create delusion and sabotage. So that way the child would not experience love. Wow, so, a lot darker than Wikipedia. <laughs> and the idea that the duende, if it, if it is of a darker nature, might um, even do things to where the child is constantly sick or something to where it crosses over sooner. Oh. Yeah, so I was like, uh, okay, that does not help me in this situation. But right, thank right, you. right. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. You know, there's there's a spectrum. You know, it could be of all sorts of things. So, but you weren't a kid when this happened anymore, right? The last time it happened, it was in 2018. Yeah, so definitely not a kid. So, what do you make of it? Like now that you've read the definition and <laughs> and, <laughs> and your mom told you the story, and now it's been years later. What do you make of Duende? So. You know, I'm going through therapy, my mom, talking to my mom about all yeah. this stuff. And now I'm like, I got to make peace with this. I have to make peace. Yes, I'm hearing the stories. I'm hearing this. I'm having the, this experience, but I need to make peace with this. And so 
I'm kind of just going through it. I go back, I, I, move, I go back to my place and I just, one, one advice my mom gave me was like, don't give it fear. Do not feed it fear. Do not feed it with being scared. You have to let this presence know who's boss. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and make sure this presence know that you cannot control me. You cannot control me. And that's like with so many things, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, there, so I go back, I'm there and I just kind of speak to the room and I'm like, you know what? This is my place, my space, not yours for you to inhabit. And also, you know, I made sure my mom was like, are you going to bed really tired? Are you going to bed really sad? That was something I was doing. Oh, wow. And I stopped that. Do not go to bed in that state of mind because that presence can come to you more easily because you're in that frequency and that you're bringing your frequency low enough for that low frequency to join you yes or dark energy or dark frequency whatever you want to call it so you know after that i started going to more bookstores and i was like how come they don't write children's books and things for like you know because this happened to me when i was a kid and how do kids make sense of these experiences so I'm actually going to share my screen because I found a children's book that brought yes, me so much share your peace. screen. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. So you found a children's book. Was this, when you found the children's book, was this shortly after you told that presence that this is your room, stop coming? Or was this um, like in between that area, that, that time? Yeah. So I found this book in October. So I had the experience in August and then September I was freaking out. And then I found this cause it became, you know, October ghosts. Yeah. And I, I found this book. It's called how to make friends with a ghost by Rebecca green. And I can't tell you how just reading this fun book gave me so much joy and just like, let this thing go already. Yes. So, Thanks so much for sharing. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So I just picked certain, cause I don't want to, you know, give the whole book away, but I picked certain things that I thought this, I, you know, it gave me so much peace, but it starts off. If you've ever been frightened by a ghost, the thought of becoming friends with one might seem awfully scary. So it's like these kids, they're looking at ghost stories. They're scared. <laughs> But I assure you, ghosts are sweet creatures who Aww. need friends too. And who better to befriend them than you? Yeah. So like this made me think this, this thing, whatever it is, in its own weird way is trying to connect with me. Oh, poor Duende. <laughs> He's lonely. This helpful guide will show you how to create a lifelong and beyond friendship. So. What? This book goes into all sorts of things and it's so cute and it's so like, even though it's cute, there's a lot of truth behind it, or at least I found truth behind it, but I don't <laughs> want to give away the ending, you know, oh, so this man, so this idea that you make a lifelong friend that will be there for you in the afterlife. Wow. Yeah. So that's the story I picked to believe. And Yeah. I found so much peace in knowing that rather than all these other folklores or what my mom had to say or the therapist or, you know, for me, it's like, it's a presence. It's here. Acknowledge it. Don't give into it. 
don't show it any fear and make peace. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> and I can't wait to read that book. So how long did it actually take for you to make peace with Duende? Was it right after that book? Were you, <laughs> were you like, you know what? If I see Duende in the afterlife, I'll high five him or, or low five him since he's, <laughs> he's probably my height. <laughs> Maybe I'm the Duende. <laughs> oh, man. You know, what's so funny is after I read that book, it gave me so much joy, but it's still, it's still, still this work in progress, you know? Yeah. Um, I've been, I've had several other moments of sleep paralysis after that. And every time I have it, I'm just like, leave, you know, and I have this strength now, but it did take time to accumulate more and more strength. Um, but yeah, I also see it as like, just don't be afraid. That's the bottom line. Just don't be afraid. Um, so what kind of advice besides don't be afraid can you give kids or non-kids? Because the sleep paralysis I experienced, I was older. So what about like just anybody that's experienced this type of sleep paralysis? What kind of advice can you give them? And what if they do encounter Duende or some other type of entity? What based even from that beautiful book you read, what kind of advice can you give someone to feel better about an experience like that if they're feeling bad about it? You know, I, I can't stress enough the, the, the power of focusing on your breath. Um, that is key. And eventually there's this idea of like, you're using the breath of fire. Wow. You're using the breath of fire. And so when you have these moments, if you can focus on your breath with fire, it dispels. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like being a dragon. That's like your internal dragon. And like you see these, these other powers that might be stronger, but you've got your internal dragon. You can just blow it out with your air. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, I can take time to learn to cultivate what breath of fire means. But if you learn to just focus on your breath in the beginning, that goes a long way. Well, these have been some amazing words. Thank you so much, Amy, for your real life ghost story um you're so welcome i really appreciate you being the first of this series to be brave and open up and tell us your story i've i've learned a lot from this and i'm definitely next time i have a sleep paralysis i'll focus on being that internal dragon blow it all out with my internal fire and um yeah breathing is very very important and um we have this internal strength and a lot of the times we deny ourselves of the strength that already exists within us and you could just bring it all out by believing in yourself and your own strength that's really awesome thanks so yeah. much for sharing <laughs> you've been an awesome guest <laughs> real life ghost stories everybody on a little less fear podcast for the month of halloween loving everybody very much here was amy talibizade talibizade i hope i said that right talibizade Thank you so much for being a ghost. A ghost? What? Thank you so much for being, for being on a little less fear podcast ghost series. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. It was so much fun. Bye, everyone.